Hey there, everyone. Welcome to season four of the Reading Project podcast. I'm so excited to be launching the fourth season. I can't even believe it, but here we are. So the Reading Project podcast is hosted by yours truly, Ashley DiMarcaro from Your Reading Tutor, LLC. I'm a private reading tutor, podcaster, virtual summit host, and business mentor. I work with students in grades K-3, usually, and I offer homeschooling support packages. I'm also a wife and homeschooling mom to my two kiddos. My mission is to help families, caregivers, and educators build stronger and more confident readers one episode at a time. I want you to know that you don't have to be a teacher in order to help your struggling reader. I'm here to help with book suggestions, homework tips and tricks, mindset work, tools and ideas for tackling reading, writing, and spelling work at home. And I'll be bringing in guest experts to share their wisdom as well. I have some great new episodes planned for you this year. You can expect new episodes twice a month this season. This season, I'll be talking about banned books, graphic novels, building reading fluency, reading challenges, and so much more. Watch for a new style of episode where I do a deep dive into a student and family profile and talk about how I would approach helping the student and family. When you're listening this season, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow me on Instagram at Your Reading Tutor or send me an email at ashleyd at yourreadingtutor.com and we'll make sure to include the links to those things down in the show notes. All right, let's dive in to season four of the Reading Project podcast. Let's go. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Reading Project podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of vocabulary development in children and why your kids need to read more nonfiction. All right, let's go. First of all, there's something called the vocabulary gap. And the vocabulary gap means that there is a difference in the number of words a child knows compared to other kids their age. This gap can really have a significant impact on a child's comprehension, academic success, and what kinds of opportunities are available to them in the future. Studies have shown that a strong vocabulary is linked to better reading comprehension and better overall academic success. So within the first few years of a child's life, you have the opportunity as a parent, teacher, caregiver to really support the child in developing a strong vocabulary. I remember when my kids were little, I would carry them in the baby carrier and I would talk to them about what I was seeing when we went on walks. So even though they couldn't talk back or interact with me much, I would talk about like the leaves are changing color and this is fall and, you know, just always talking to them and sharing with them what I'm doing during my day. So you're not really having a conversation before they're able to speak, right? But you're just narrating your day. And that's a big part of early vocabulary development and also the acquisition of verbal skills for your kids. So often, um, if you, if your household is unable to do these things, these early childhood development, early vocabulary development conversations, then it can put your child at a little bit of a, a disadvantage of having a smaller vocabulary due to limited exposure to words. So again, parents, caregivers, and teachers really make a significant difference in closing that 
vocabulary gap. So we can do this through conversations with our kids, reading out loud, talking about the things we see during our day, talking about what we're doing and helping them to acquire new words. If you come across a word that you think they might not know, you know, explaining it to them and encouraging your kids to ask, well, I don't understand that word. What does it mean? So often in my private tutoring practice, I'll say, have you heard that word before? And then if the child says yes, I'll say, okay, great. Do you know what it means? Right. Can you use it in a sentence? So those, to me, those are the three levels that I'm looking for in just like basic vocabulary. Have you heard it before? Do you know what it means? Can you use it in a sentence? And if they're able to, to read it, they've heard it, they can read it, they can define it, and they can use it in a sentence, then I feel like they have, they're starting to acquire that word as part of their vocabulary. If one part of that is missing, that's a great opportunity for you to help them with understanding. So there is a big connection between nonfiction reading and developing vocabulary. So let's just back up for a second and talk about what nonfiction is. Nonfiction includes books, articles, text, passages, um, anything that provides factual, real information that's designed to inform, educate, or explain something in the real world. Nonfiction is grounded in the real world and provides knowledge about science, history, technology, and all kinds of subjects that children either know about, want to learn about, need to learn about to grow up in our world. Reading nonfiction books can enhance your child's critical thinking skills because they have to analyze information, make connections, and think critically about what they're reading. The other great thing about reading nonfiction texts is that it can really spark interest in reluctant readers because there's such a huge range of topics from animals to space, biographies, historical events, all different kinds of things, right? Insects and bugs and cooking design, anything you want really, right? So nonfiction is available to a huge range of interests and curiosity. Children can explore topics that they're passionate about and they can learn more about those topics through nonfiction, right? If you have a kiddo that is super interested in Lego, there are all kinds of books out there to learn more about Lego. Nonfiction texts often contain more advanced concepts and vocabulary words. So reading these books can expose your kiddos to vocabulary that they might not read or see just in everyday conversation or in their fiction books, especially vocabulary that has to do with history or science, technology. And so coming across these words and working through them with a parent or a caregiver is going to help them understand what they mean and remember their meanings and therefore start to store them in their long-term memory and within their vocabulary. There really are nonfiction books suitable for kids of all ages, from picture books to young children to more detailed texts for older books. And it's important to talk to your kids about what they're reading. Go through the nonfiction with them. Ask them, what are some things they've noticed? What did you notice? Make connections to their life. You know, if you're reading a book I think there's a, there's a great book and I'm totally blanking on the name now. I'm going to have to find it, but it's about chickens. It's a nonfiction book. So thinking about, you know, my son used to be really into chickens. So we read this nonfiction book about chickens and we make connections to the chickens that he has seen and interacted in his, with in his real life. I think 
For the most part, nonfiction books can be accessed fairly easily. Your local library, a digital online library, or an online platform like Epic Books for Kids. If you're working with a private tutor like myself, I have access to the Raz Plus Raz Kids platform, which has tons of nonfiction texts. You can also access ebooks on many platforms and audiobooks as well. I think sometimes kids think that nonfiction is going to be boring or difficult, and it certainly can be challenging and there can be, there could be topics that are boring to your kiddo. I think sometimes in school, there's this, uh, this risk of kids being assigned nonfiction texts and nonfiction work that they are not at all interested in. So as a parent at home, you have the opportunity to get nonfiction texts in front of your kids that they are excited about, that they're interested in, that they want to learn more about. And you can talk to them about how nonfiction has different elements like illustrations, photographs, diagrams, charts, maps, all of those things that can enhance the reading experience and how often we read nonfiction a little bit different than we read a fiction novel, right? Typically when you read fiction, you start at the beginning, you read it in order through to the end. But with nonfiction, you may look at the table of contents and decide to jump around to different parts of the book. You may read a paragraph, but then look at a map and uh, start reading the information in a caption. So you do kind of move around and it also gives you the opportunity to make sure your kiddo understands those nonfiction elements like table of contents, index, glossary, all of those important terms. So building a strong vocabulary through nonfiction really, it does take some time. It's a gradual process and it's totally normal for your kiddos to encounter some challenging words and concepts that they don't understand. And it's a great opportunity for you to step in and help them uh, learn those new words and understand the books that they're reading. This vocabulary development you know, between reading nonfiction texts and having conversations with your kids is so important to close that vocabulary gap and help our kiddos learn more and more new words so that they can understand what they're reading. There's a strong connection between a child's vocabulary and their ability to comprehend what they're reading. If they don't know what the words mean that they're reading, they're not going to be able to talk about what they've just read. They're not because they don't understand what they just read and they're not gonna be able to write about what they just read. So actually in a later episode coming later this year, we're going to have a guest interview and we're talking all about vocabulary and comprehension and writing and how they are all connected. So it's very important uh, if you can to engage in more conversations with your kiddos, help them learn new words about the world around them, put nonfiction texts in front of them, you know, all different. You can do magazines. I'm a huge fan of the Week Junior magazine that comes every week. It has all kinds of current events under all different topics. So if your kiddo is interested in sports, there's a great sports section for kids, you know, technology. So I love that magazine. And then we often will go to the library to get nonfiction texts on whatever my kids are interested in at that time. So if my daughter's interested in cooking or fashion design, we're going to go and try to find books, nonfiction books about those topics. And I would encourage you to, to do the same thing. I think it's super important and it's a relatively a simple way to help your child build vocabulary, increase their comprehension skills, and therefore do better in school and in life. So 
I hope that you'll take action and you'll try to incorporate more nonfiction into your kiddos' reading routines and you'll try to incorporate more discussions around vocabulary with your kids as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Reading Project Podcast. I'm always so grateful that you're here. For all of our listeners, make sure that you check out the links in the show notes. Um, We're going to provide a couple examples of some good nonfiction texts down there for you. And don't forget to subscribe to the Reading Project podcast, share it with your friends and leave us a five-star review over on iTunes. I love hearing from you and knowing how the Reading Project podcast is helping you build a culture of literacy. All right, everyone. Until next time, keep reading. Thank you all so much for listening. It truly means the world to me. If you love this podcast and have found it helpful and you want to help us reach more families, you could do one of two things or both. Just take a screenshot and text your three best friends or teacher friends, encouraging them to check out the podcast or take a moment and head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I love reading the reviews and hearing what you're enjoying about the show and how the show is helping you at home. And I'd love to be able to give you a shout out on the show and share your review with everyone. So thanks again. Until next time, keep reading.